Welcome to the Careless After Hours Podcast. Careless After Hours Podcast with your hosts, Evan Williams. Evan, really? And Cole Holly. Cole, where are you? Living life on the edge daily just to bring you good content. Careless. What's up, dear world and careless after hours listeners? Thank you so much for your continued support. It is March 19th, Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. We are in the studio with Cole Holly, myself, Evan Williams, just discussing the crazy factors of life. The ups and downs of running a small business has become a, a huge obstacle for myself this morning. And also, <laughs> what is it? I almost said May. But March 16th, the SBK Spring Break ride-out just, just happened, and that was a very eventful weekend. On very so wild many, weekend. On so many ends, so many fronts. Yeah, I say yeah, a wild right. weekend doesn't really justify that, but <laughs> I made it home alive. That's all that matters. I feel like we've said that after every ride. It's like, ah, oh, we made it home. That's kind of and a bad way to like wrap you... up a weekend if you think about it. Like, how was your it's... weekend? I didn't die. I didn't go to jail. I didn't... Yeah. No tickets and didn't go to jail. No shit. I don't have to hire a lawyer this yeah. morning. Yet. Don't have to replace my eye. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I may be hiring a lawyer, but for non-aggressional Legal reasons, I guess. A financial yeah. lawyer. Not, and nothing to do with that. Yeah. Just fuck Square Reader for all you small business re- <laughs> yeah, owners there out there. Put them out there. Fuck do it. not use Square. The best way to secure your money is to get your Square Reader, go outside to a flat piece of cement, and stomp that little <laughs> plastic piece of shit away because your money is not safe. Pour some gas on yeah, it and catch no, it on fire. Shit. Whatever your delivery method is, do a burnout on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> so you so desire. Yeah. I've been happy with Shopify, so if you're looking, Shopify right. is treating me well. This is not a pay, yeah, well. this is not a paid no paid ads over here. Just I'm Team Square. PayPal. He's Team uh, like Shopify. Yeah. A lot of people try to get me on Square. I'm happy I did not go that way. Hmm. And if you're using Square right now, a quick little side factor: stop, stop, <laughs> yeah, stop using Square. Just stop. Your money is not stop. safe in their hands, and if oh. you have had a good track record, it is a countdown of time before that bites you in the butt. Because I've had other small business owners telling me, "Don't, don't do it." Their customer service is crap. Don't. And I did. And here I am to tell you don't. Learn the hard way. And join that team really mm. quick. Mm. But quick backstory. We uh, we did a few events where uh, uh, some amount, about $1,400, was built up. We did some vinyl work. and So we were supposed to be paid about 1400 And instead of getting that 1400 Square actually went into my account and took out an additional 300 So instead of getting a plus 14 we got a negative 3 putting us at about a $1,700 deficit off of some technical errors on Square's side. And as of it sits right now, I am not going to get my money because mm-hmm. somehow Square associated another company with my company name, a company we don't affiliate at all with, a company we have never heard of, and looking up through an internet research does not exist. Uh, no, not even a real company. But Square quoted me at Article 15 from their <laughs> service uh, and trends, which I hit accept when I started my account, and it says that I am pretty much... Uh, yeah, my best bet <laughs> is to give a good old Hiyote thumbs up, up my ass. So, because <laughs> seventeen hundred goodbye. Extremely excited about that, but that's hey, that's here nor there. So don't trust Square, trust PayPal, and um, SBK weekend. The ride out was a success. Besides for the what was it the Allen Police Department? Yeah, was LMPD kinda, was on some other shit this weekend. Um, damn. Which I I get I get they have to do their job and. Um, they have responsibilities to take care of. But in the past, the last two years I've been at the SBK ride, I do not remember it being anything like that. We uh, we just left and we did a ride there uh, two or three weeks ago with all the Groms and, like I don't know, five, ten supermotos. 
and they escorted us out no problem, no issues. They weren't checking for plates. Like, everything was okay. But uh, this weekend, they started pulling a few people over early on then in the day before the ride even started when they were on their way to Maxim. So uh, right away, I knew. I was like, okay, I see how this is going. Um, one person I know got pulled over and got a ticket for having a piece of tape on their license plate, which is wrong, which is wrong. Like, okay, I get it. Which is technically a misdemeanor offense, because I was curious about this myself. It is, what would you, would you classify the ticket as? Because I was curious. He got an obstruction of a license plate. Which is ticket. only a misdemeanor. And a, yeah, I believe it was, I don't know, 150 bucks-ish or something. So, like, he learned his lesson, like, not allowed to do that. You can't put tape on your license plate. It's okay. So that's all good. So then uh, we're sitting there at the ride. We're doing our moves, both of us, and we see a guy come through the crowd, <laughs> and uh, he was on on a motorcycle, and I um, just happens to be there was another motorcycle behind him, and that was a police officer on a motorcycle with his sirens on, and they were go- he was chasing him through the crowd at Maxim. Not so, to be dramatic, uh, to me it reminded me out of that scene in Tokyo Drift, Fast and the Furious, the third one specifically, when the cars were drifting through the group of people, and there's just barely enough room for the cars to get through. Yeah, in the movie... The crowd was, like, splitting. It was like, Jesus was, like, splitting the sea. Like. <laughs> of people as the... Like, I swear to God, it was as soon as they split, it was like there was a bite going... Th- like, I, anybody would have been, like, a half a second behind, there would have been some sort of injury. That person got lucky that the crowd decided to split and not stay right where they were. From my, my perspective, and this is just my, my two sets of eyes on the far right side, it seemed it was the cop siren that almost... Yes. Like, kind of gave the people, like, oh, I should look this way. And then, oh, shit, I should get out of the way. Yeah. The cop siren definitely helped my man out. That's wild. So I believe that issue right there um, may have pissed the cops off a little bit. And then they really turned up the heat. They uh, Once that happened, they stopped allowing people into Maxim for the meet. And um, I think people waited down the street at the McDonald's or something. I'm not really sure. Um but anyways, there was also another incident where um, they tried to pull some people over, and one guy decided not to pull over, and he he was on a sport bike, I believe, and he got to the next parking lot and uh, got stuck in between a few curbs, and he got arrested, and he went to jail. To my knowledge, I believe he's still in jail, and it's Tuesday. Um, Better part of Tuesday's over. So they were, <laughs> yeah, they were very... They were, they were very on pulling people over if your bike was not fully legal. And um, as we all know in the bike community, sometimes bikes do not choose to pull over. So so that was another guy. He ended up in jail. And then uh, so as we're leaving the ride, um, I, I witnessed a cop try to yank somebody off their bike as well f- because we believe he had no license plate. Not, not sure. Um, that was another instance. And then... Also, another one of uh, a guy I know, he pulled into the ride, and the cop, he pulls in, and he pulls over, and the cop wrote him a ticket for no license plate as well. What's the ticket for that? It's a misdemeanor? I think, yeah, it was like a $100, $200 ticket, yeah, misdemeanor. I'm not sure what the exact ticket was he got for that. I think uh unregistered vehicle or something. Hmm. So he had insurance, but uh, no, no plate. That's, how do you insure a vehicle but don't have insurance? Or how do you insure a vehicle but not have a plate? Or like I don't know. It, it works though. Uh-huh. It works. I uh, I may or not may or may not know someone that has done it. Um, Is it one of those things you like have the bike with plates, get insurance, and then no, cancel? You, no, you the... don't even need it. I don't know. Huh. That's unique. Yeah, you you can just get insurance on a bike without having plates. I'm not really sure, but I do recommend if if anybody chooses to not. I tell everybody run plates. You should run your bike. Should always be legal if you ride on the road. But 
uh, if for some reason you decide not to run plates, I do recommend anybody get insurance just in case some crazy shit ever happens and, um, I don't know, you hit a car or something happens and I know some bikers decide to get up and leave, but if you were to get injured and you could not get up and leave, you should have insurance because that car would be very expensive to fix if you don't have insurance. So it's always recommended insurance just in case or maybe something worse, they break their arm or something even more severe happens, but... Yeah, get insurance on your bike, that minimum. I, I definitely recommend that. Dirt bike, whatever you got, just get some insurance. But anyway, so that happened, and then there was also an instance. Uh, so LMPD, was, they were they were ready to go this weekend. They definitely were not happy, and I'm not really sure why, but I get it. And then there was another instance, uh, Supermoto Sunday. Th- three riders pulled up to the ride, and they as well did not have license plates. Um, and LNPD chose to arrest these riders and impound and take these guys to jail, impound their bikes and take them to jail. Um, they got the full update to put the jumpsuits on and, uh, all this, they got the, the orange suit for no plate. Yeah. So and as soon as they paid their $130 ticket for no license plate, they got out of jail. I, w- I was not even aware that you could take someone to it jail was an for arrestable a, offense I, I should yeah, say yeah I didn't know you could get arrested for a traffic citation but um LMPD wanted to make a statement and they were very angry from the day before I I also watched a quad drive around Maxim three or four times with a cop chasing him and the it's like and, a kid running from his father yeah yeah it was almost it was almost comical and then the cop was very angry so they definitely were on to make a statement Sunday and when they got a chance with those three kids they took him to jail over uh, no license plates. So I guess uh, any advice if you guys plan to come to SBK late next year? I, I really hope we do it out of Dallas. Uh, Dallas cops are very, very nice to us. Um, hopefully we do it out of Dallas. But, yeah, shout out to Dallas police. I, I like all of you guys. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. And they this is just my so. observation. And this is honestly like kind of a question, but my potential observation. Is it a bifactor that a lot of them are traffic cops and not actual cops? I'm not sure. I... In my mind, I always just assume Dallas probably has bigger fish to fry. they got yeah. bigger problems to fight. I do um, know that they do have traffic enforcement, and so I think some of the time is what we're looking realize, at. I think, I think they kind of – because Dallas sheriffs um, do chase bikes every once in a while. But uh, I think Dallas police kind of realize that if you if – you, once you start chasing, it turns into chaos. It's, it makes it worse. It doesn't make it better. Um, there's 50 bikes and most likely they're not going to pull over and when you start chasing it turns into chaos and a lot of times Dallas realized it's easier for them to either like block the intersection and just like let us go by or like help it help the ride instead of hurting the ride and once you start turning the lights on and start chasing everybody just goes crazy and they start running red lights and blah 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 in an unorganized manner so yeah I think I think a lot of them just realize it's better to not um, try to mess with the bikes Hmm. But yeah, yeah, I'm not one of them dudes to say like fuck the police or anything. But um, there's just a, there's ways to handle it, and ways not to handle it, and I don't think Allen PD chose the best way to handle it. I think once you start writing the tickets, and then some of these bikers, whether it's right or wrong, they now it's like, hey, it's us against you, like fuck you, and then the cops are like, no, fuck you, and it turns into a shit show. So then dudes pull in, they start running because they know they're gonna get a ticket. If you're not writing tickets, they ain't gonna run. My, the only thing that I, but yeah, frustrates me is like they're in the wrong. Like your bike's not legal. It just further puts you away from fixing the problem. The cops 100%. thing is they want to get the stolen bikes off the streets. They want to get the aggressive people off the streets. Well, you're now putting all the good and aggressive in one category, and you're forcing other people to act 
out where I feel like they wouldn't. It, it, none of these people like want to run. Like, no. but it's the fact that they're trying to fucking tackle you for any fucking reason off your bike. Like, then instinct is you're just gonna run. Like, we had saw a video in passing where a gentleman he was just leaving the ride and a cop just tried to like tack him off his bike and like me and you were talking about if someone just grabbed your arm and like you didn't you weren't really paying attention like yeah you may just kind of your instinct is just to get away from that situation it's like an aggressive someone acting aggressive you just want to leave yeah you know? you, um, you're gonna act aggressive back it's just you're yeah I don't you're think it's the perfect the way pot. whether the bikers are in the right or the wrong I do think there's been a better way to handle the situation um but I get it. They have a job to do. And when they see a bike in a license plate, they think it's uh, their job. Did you see the video, though, as we were talking about grabbing people off bikes? Did you see the video over the weekend came out of, I believe, the Tennessee area, Nashville, Tennessee? Um, there was a ride there, and I watched a video. I'm sure most anybody listening to this probably seen this go viral around their Facebook or Instagram. The cop tried to grab onto a guy in a four-wheeler. And did you, you didn't see this? Mm-mm. I'll show it to you in a second. And uh, the cop got dragged. He's holding on to the guy on the four-wheeler. Oh, my God. And he's dragging him for, like, 10 feet, and then the four-wheeler is, like, kind of out of control because the dude's holding on to him. And then the cop just slams into a guardrail. And the cop, like, once he hits the guardrail, he falls off, and he's like, you can tell you a little. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? But someone made a comment. It makes a lot of sense. If there's a moving car that's running away from you, you're not going to jump on the fucking car. So what made you... I'm going to jump on the four-wheeler and try to rip him off there. Like... I don't know. It's just like, but there's always that one dude wants to be the hero. Like, thirteen, like four hundred bikes got away, but like you, you gotta catch. If you catch one, you, he thinks he's the hero. Like he's gonna get the raise or whatever. Makes, yeah, he's the one that stopped the problem. Yes, you got one guy. Like that I sucks. Know. I have not seen that video, but I yeah, don't right. feel a tremendous amount of sympathy. It's like it's just dumb. Like, if like, there's a wild animal, you're not gonna jump on it and then no. you're the victim when you get bucked off of the bull. Like yeah. But I, uh... You obviously acknowledge that bike was doing something, that vehicle was doing something wrong. So, like, to throw yourself at it, that was a personal decision. Yeah, 100% a personal decision. You can't decision. jump on dumb a grenade decision. and then get mad when you get popped, you know? Right. Yeah, dumb decision. Um, you made the video, or you made the decision to jump on that. And, like, yeah, it's, uh... Yeah, that's a little loud, just in this. Oh, my bad. It's all good. No, just put the... I'm doing that the whole time. It's all good. It's all good. We're, We're still practicing, uns- yeah. Unscrewing caps and screwing caps on. No, that's fine. Just, just... That's why, yeah. That's why we don't do like glass top tables and stuff on the recording. Trying to get the quality in, quality control in here. Sorry, guys, gals. Yeah, that's my bad. My bad. That's wild, bro. Yeah, I've not seen that. Well, we can SBK, but other than that, other than those few few issues with the cops, um, the ride the ride went fairly okay. Um, the cops kind of got the group split up a little bit. I don't think everybody was ready to leave, and I saw a video. Of the cops was like, "Let's fucking go! Y'all gotta go, go, go!" So so the ride took off and not everybody was ready. So there was like two groups kind of got split up. Maybe even three groups got split up. So me and Subi kind of led our own SBK ride. and ooh. That's what happened. Okay, yeah, told so like, he couldn't make it to the front of the pack, but that makes Yeah, so makes and then sense. they're on the highway and everybody went very fast and they got cut up. And then the traffic separated bikes. So the pack was very, very spread out. So it was very unorganized um, taking off. But... I don't expect to, like, I've been riding long enough now. The best rides the best rides are Thursday night, Friday night, the hood rides, and then the small rides you do with just a fewer bikes. When you get the big pack, it's hard to keep it organized. So I'm not, I don't think nobody was in the wrong there. Like, it's just the weekend ride just brings out a different crowd, a different crowd, different group. 100%, yeah. You have the late night riders or maybe, like, the more serious guys, not that the are really, Saturday riders. really into the stunting part of it, yeah. Which is which is very like that's the best rides for me. So then we did a ride after the main SBK ride, and we rode the lot a little bit, and it was a great ride. It was very success- successful. Yeah, the main ride was uh, it was okay, but I I don't have high expectations for the main rides. 
But yeah, overall, it was a good weekend. Um, I did my first booth with the motor store, which went well. That was cool. Um, shout out to Megan, helped me out. That was huge. I realized, I learned real quick, you cannot do that by yourself. I did. I know you have a team. Beating. You have a team, which makes it great, but I just thought I could be able to pull it off by myself, and it would never happen. You uh, you just can't talk to three people at once. Yeah, it's, it's like very um, hard to kind of spread yourself out efficiently. Yeah, because you are trying to talk to me, to people, yeah. trying to keep an eye on certain things, trying to... Um, you have a friend trying to talk to you, and they have somebody trying yeah. to buy a shirt. Some dudes over here trying to ask questions about supermoto wheels, and there's just like a lot going on. Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. And then you see somebody you actually do want to say what's up to. Yes, yeah, so and then you have like a friend that you have from out of state that's there, yeah. and you actually want to talk to them and yeah, hop on the podcast. You gotta go take a piss. Like oh, there's yeah. like yeah, it'd be almost impossible. And then God forbid, ride, have so. your bike ready when kickstands go up. Yeah, and shout out to Evan when got me gas. I. Uh, Evan Haltom, I can't even, I don't think I would be able to ride your bike comfortably. Yeah, oh yeah, Evan Haltom, yeah. <laughs> we'll make it happen one day, bro. We'll make it happen. Shit. That's the truth, bro. I keep joking about getting that Grom. Maybe SPK 2020 if it happens. So, um, you think they'll find a different location, or do you think they're pretty happy there? Because I guess a year is enough time for the cops to kind of, like, let that go. I don't feel like the cops are smart enough to be like, oh, spring break 2020, we're coming right back here. I think... I think it'll be the same shit next year if they do it out of um, Maxim. I think Al and PD just, they don't want to fuck with it. and I don't know. Mm. That sucks. Yeah, that was interesting. I really like the Maxim vibes, too. I really like the guys at that dealership. Yeah, Maxim's, and yeah, shout out to Maxim for having us all out there because that worked out good. And they cook up hot dogs on their bill and give out yeah. water on their bill. and like, You really open the venue pretty well. Yeah. I say it's a venue. It's really a nice dealership. It's not actually a venue. They, but it works out perfect. They have yeah. the room. Subi had to set up his podcasting. Yeah. They have the big bathrooms. Everything worked out good. They have a nice little patio. Like Yeah, the parking patios. lot's huge. Yeah. Like That's true. Yeah, I think to find a location in Dallas might be tough, but... I don't know. I think if everyone if everyone just brings their fucking license plates, we'll all be okay. But as we all know in the stunt riding scene, a lot of these bikes uh, don't have license plates hmm. for whatever reason. What's and, I uh, guess is there a paper plate like temporary something you can put up there? That kinda... I I believe I believe so. I believe I've seen a few guys do that. That could be an option. Yeah, yeah just to get them to not mess with you. Um, I'm not encouraging artificial documentation, but if you Google image on the third page, <laughs> <laughs> don't encourage any type of tampering of evidence. Yeah. The funny thing is, so one of the guys got got chased. I heard he was running one of the um, Street Fighters place that says run this or run it. Oh, with the middle yeah. finger? Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. So that's, that's very funny. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I hope they would. If they did it out of Dallas, I think it would go a lot smoother. But Maxim is a great location. But I think that if they found a spot in Dallas, it would go great. But if not, um, we just have to warn people up front say, hey, if you don't bring a street legal bike, you, you really got to be careful. I would say, one of the, to you back to the Street Fighters uh, run this plate, one of the funniest ones I saw in Houston, it was like a legit looking plate said Texas everything and said not mine. <laughs> I was like, that's even more loud. Like if a cop read that, he'd like kind of smirk and then be like, oh, fuck. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> not mine. But yeah. Yeah, come with plates next year. That makes yeah. it better for everybody. Because then the cops, I feel like they just need something to look at. Yeah. They just need that Don't visual. Don't your four wheeler. Like. Yeah. Is a quad, because a quad can't be street legal, obviously. No. Can a side by side? Any of those like? Yeah, there's some like loopholes for the side by sides. Hmm. And honestly, like I've seen guys get quads legal as well in certain states. Um, but you're still you're pushing very fine lines. But if you can street legal make a seventy, like how could you not do that to a quad? Because I've seen guys do it like seventy do... frames. Oh, I wish I knew the exact exact thing. 
it's something to do with the four wheels and the um, power ratio. Yeah, and the fixed axles. I'm not sure. I'm not actually sure exactly why um, why it is, but we need a Jamie right now. Jamie, look that up. Yeah, look it up. Why? Yeah, watch it, y'all. I really don't know. That's interesting because I just I remember when we first got our mini bike, we got a '70 Honda XR. Everyone was like, "Oh, you can street legal. You got to like register in Indiana." Blah, 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 and, like, oh, you, can, yeah. you can make it work. Legitimately, you can make it work. You just got registered through, it's, like, a, a bizarre state that has more relaxed laws, and then... No, I think I think it's even easier than that in Texas. Hmm. I, a guy down here has a 50 legal, and I think I think it's all about talking to the right person at the DMV. I heard people go in and get denied, and they come back the next day and talk to somebody else, and it's all good. Hmm. I think it's I think it's who you talk to and how you approach it. Um, what would your verbal... Like, what would be the... So I know a guy. This wasn't in Texas. This was in another state. But he brought his, his two-stroke dirt bike in. And the lady said, hey, no, this is a dirt bike. You can't legal this. He's like, no, it's a motorcycle. And she's like, oh, okay. Never mind. He said, no, it's, it's all about not. the words you play. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's got two wheels and a seat. Showed him a picture and it had sumo wheels on it. And she's like, oh, yeah, those are street tires. And I heard about another guy in Texas as well. Hmm. He asked for a picture of a bike with sumo wheels on it because he had dirt tires. And he needed to show the lady street tires. So hypothetically, it wasn't even his bike. She wasn't. No, they did, but they didn't know. Like here, walk out. Yeah, of the he showed him a picture of somebody this. else's bike because they all she asked was a picture. She didn't want to see the actual bike. Just I want a picture of it. I know they've done that when I had to register a trailer. They like don't even care to see it. Like yeah, just bring us a picture of it. Yeah. Like all right, just drive down the street. Like that one looks good. Yeah. Because I know if you guys down here have street legal fifties. Huh. Which would be like the same as your 70. But you would have to register it every year then? Um, yeah. So I know if you guys did the loophole of, and I don't know if this is possible, I don't know Texas, but in Michigan people used to get registered as mopeds, which technically a moped in Michigan, you couldn't shift it. It had to be an automatic. In the 50s, you shift. So you're like, you're breaking a fine line there and it's not allowed to go over like 30 mile an hour. But a moped in Michigan was $15 every three years and you don't need insurance. So that was like the way to go. <laughs> moped claims have gone up 22%. Yeah, but if you got a 50 registered, yeah, you'd have to have a motor scale license legally, and then you have to get insurance, you'd have to register it every year. Huh. Well, I, I just, yeah, I don't understand um, why, I mean, I guess it is technically against the law, but it's just like, there's so many things that matter in the books of laws, and there's so many things that, like, don't matter. So it's just, for me, my, my issue and my confusion is, um, why is this such a priority? Why is this such a... Well, yeah, there's so I, many blatant things going wrong. I could kind of, I could kind of see it. I think uh, I witnessed that one cop tried to rip the guy off the bike, and I could just see the vibes coming off him, and the way he acted, and the things he was saying. That uh, he was very not happy with the ride. Because I watched one cop too. He's sitting there smiling, watching everybody pull up do, doing wheelies, and he's like, he's like loving it. He's like, hell yeah. But this one, beats like doing fucking church duty down right, the street. Right, and he's loving it. Traffic, yeah. yeah, but the one, the one cop, I think he had a very bad attitude against it. And whether he rode himself or whatever it was, he just didn't like it. He and lost his girlfriend in high school to a guy with a motorcycle. Yes, That's yes. And so I just watched his vibes, and I think he probably got the other cops wound up and or wound up, and uh, yeah, it didn't work out good. It's so interesting to me when you have a community like Dallas, you had mentioned, they're so cool, they're so relaxed. Like, yeah. They've literally laughed. Because, I mean, I've been filming um, mm-hmm. media at certain situations like that, and yeah, they just kind of like, not necessarily wave, but they like kind of look like, okay, well. But like, yo, we're, we're not, I don't know, it's such a fine line, and it's not going to, it's not going to stop anytime soon. The bike life's not going anywhere. But... And we're really not hurting anything. Like, most of the guys doing wheelies are controlled. Yes, every time a few dudes will crash, but, like, usually, like, and every once in a while a car could possibly get damaged. Like, there's, there's some things that aren't great about it. But for the most part, it's it's really a positive movement. Like, there's these dudes aren't out there, like, 
fucking shit up. Like I just want to point know, out, last year bad. I think we lost 280 people to selfies. So I'm pretty sure the yeah. bike community is safer than that. Yeah. Damn, I didn't At least know that. the, it was over 250, over 250 people. It may be in the United States alone have died taking a selfie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So I think Dallas just realized that it's, uh, it's better to just let it happen and not get involved. And if they know if they chase, it turns into a shit show. So they just don't do that. For me, it's interesting also, cause I watch a lot from the sidelines doing media or filming, um, or seeing these videos on YouTube, I should say. I, it's interesting the people that even see this happen they truly enjoy it the community the adults the families like you even see fucking dad pulling his cell phone out and recording because he thinks it's they cool. love it they they literally love it the people that have an issue with it in my opinion are so far and few between like even the spectators it just happens to be that one guy on the highway because like most of the people even on the highway are filming it yeah and literally the only time I, I would say not the only time I would like legitimately say about 80% of the time I see Rex it's it's a car not paying attention, trying to film or trying to stare at the bikes. Yeah. So it's not even notoriously a bike person doing something incorrectly. It's most likely a vehicle not paying attention because they're distracted by the bikes and they do something incorrectly. Because it wasn't like just last year we talked about there's a huge wreck and it ended up being two cars that like hit each other because they weren't paying oh, attention. Yeah. It wasn't even a motorcycle wreck and everybody thought it was a bike that went down. And by the time they found out, it was only two cars involved. It was like it broke the ride up and kind of caused some traffic issues. I remember that. That was last year you said. But literally, yeah, one car hit another car Mm -hmm. not paying attention. Yeah. Had nothing to do with the bikes. Watching the bikes, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for the most part, it's a positive, way positive movement and usually doesn't cause any issues. So, but hopefully next year it goes a little smoother. I can Um, definitely. It's cool to see the SBK ride continue to get larger. So I do respect it and I do want to see it continue to grow. So this yeah. seems to be an unfortunate thorn in the ass of positive growth. Yeah, when people get arrested, they, they're probably not going to come back next year. They're going to be like, yo, that's a bullshit. Yeah. Like, but we also we all know uh, that's one of the risks we take when we go out there and we pop wheelies on the road and we uh, we know it's illegal. And What happened with the gentleman that went down uh, doing a wheelie on the highway on the yellow, or not yellow, white bike with red accents? On a supermoto? Yeah, went down pretty hard, and I, then the bike slid into a, the passenger side of the highway. And, I like, saw a video, wall. and the ground almost ran him over. Yeah. I I think he was just skinned up. He, he did it okay. Oh, I wow. did watch a guy at the lot, actually one of Photogrammer's friends. I uh, I forgot his name. I was right behind him, and I should have had my GoPro on. It was a pretty gnarly crash. He was rolling stoppies on a ground. He had been hit by the quad? No, I saw that as well. Okay, my bad. Now yeah, we're but this, right, was so the, this was at the lot Sunday. Oh, um, oh okay, okay. This guy, uh, he was rolling stoppies on the ground. He was actually he was doing pretty damn good, and then he just got a little too much front brake and this did a uh, loop to stop. Yeah, I guess not really looped, but did a front flip over the bike, and he broke his wrist and three ribs. I'm. It looked like he probably broke his wrist on impact, and then when the bike came down and landed on him, I think that probably got his three ribs. But it was a pretty gnarly crash. And I could tell right away by his face, I had the pain on his face. It's like, oh, he broke something. Like, I could tell right away. He was hurting. So that was that was gnarly. But, yeah, the lot day was also a very good day. A whole bunch of killers showed up. Yeah, overall, SVK was a solid weekend. Yeah. So how was Photogrammer's friend? Um, I, or Eric is he, his first name. Yeah, 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 Eric. Yeah, so I believe he missed his flight. Uh, he had a flight that night to catch, so, but he was in the hospital. So he went to the hospital, and I think they stayed one more night, and then got some pain pills and flew home the next morning. So, yeah, hopefully, shout Ouch. out to him. Hopefully he heals up fast. Damn. See, and this is stupid, but I was watching Toaster, or Tony, um, his, do his, like, drift, I think you filmed it, where he was drifting on, on the ground. ground. How hard is that? It's like, compared hard. to a wheelie and a stoppie. Where's, on where's the, the drifting? 
He's like shredding for a fucking gram. Like, oh, dude, he's no. He, that's that's like, he makes it look so easy and graceful. I was watching it and I'm like, no, like, I say this so from the side. So I'm not saying like, oh, I, I'm like when D blocks is in here, he's like, yeah, give me a bike, twelve hours, I can beat you. I'm yeah. not saying that. I was just thinking, I see a wheelie, I'm like, okay, that takes center balance. Like the risk factor's got to be on a scale from one to ten. We'll say a wheelie is a seven. A yeah. Stoppy nine point nine. Yeah. I see a drifting is like a three and a four risk factor. The risk factor is definitely lower on on that, but. The so, way he does it, it's like fucking a ballerina just on ice, dude. He is yeah. Sliding. So not many dudes are doing it. Like he's to get a ground tire to fucking smoke, you're spinning it pretty fast. So I don't know if he. I mean, he's probably third gear pin. I think he's third gear. And he rev bombs and he clutch drops and starts rolling third gear fucking burnouts. He's committed. That's like, why he's full cocked so over the bars. Yeah, because yeah. I saw he slid like that. around a power box yeah. between a few bikes. And I mean, it was it's just a like thirty fun, second video. Funny. Yeah, and to do that in first gear is like fairly simple if you learn the skills, but like. Third gear, a tap on the fucking ground, smoking the tires. Like, he's he's shredding. Not many dudes are doing that. Okay. Well, Toaster's but a it's not fucking... Like, he's a... He's an animal. Yeah, he, I don't even know. On the ground, he's doing no-handers, uh, pulling the key out, putting the key back in, starting the bike, oh, and taking off. Oh, fuck out of here, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, That's wild. Yeah, he's an animal. I, yeah. I'm a rooting for him. I hope he can break the world record. Someone yeah, we were speaking on that at the ride. I haven't yeah. talked to him about it personally, but someone was telling me he's going to shoot for it. We'll see. That is... I think the world record, oh, fuck, I should look it up, honestly, but I believe it's anywhere between, like, 13 and 1,600. Just a bit curious. Yeah. Siri, what's the world record for the longest stoppy? 50% chance she doesn't know what I'm talking about. She ain't gonna get it. The curious. Yeah, it's not gonna work. Never mind. Well, Siri sucks. We'll get it, we'll get it here real quick. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think you told me it was around like 1,600 Jesse, feet. Jesse Tuller has it, and it's the 1,320 feet, which is a quarter mile. So, And I believe it was done at a drag strip. Yeah, which feet. makes sense because 1,320 is a quarter mile. Ah, and 1,320 is the video. video. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't know that. So I just he got must a little bit had a, 1,320 is a quarter mile in feet. It must have been a drag strip that had a run-up he could use. Because that's the other thing. You have to have another 1,000 feet or so for the run-up to be able to run that fast. But I've heard he pulled the stoppy up at, like, 160 mile an hour, which is, like, Jesus which is death. If you pull too much, you, you die. Like, if you flipped over at 160, you're probably dying. I don't even know about probably. Like, I don't think there's a... Uh... Yeah, because no, the bike is most likely gonna go on top of you as well. Or it happens so fast, so fast. Huh. So yeah, Tony uh, Toaster is on his way. I think very, very close to trying to break the world record of thirteen hundred and twenty feet. I seen him stop. I seen him roll nine hundred. Damn. And I that's just what I saw on a video. I'm, he might be rolling farther now, but I think it's all comes down to the bike setup and the the place to do it. I think he has it. Minus the place to do it. He's got the skills. Yeah, yeah, We're skills, looking for the place. Skills, and I, yeah, I don't know if he... I That's think crazy. He needs, I think he just bought it, though. I think he bought a 1,000, so the ZX-10, which mm-hmm. is... So that now you you get to that speed faster, so you need less run Is that his red bike he's currently running? Or is that something else he's building? I think he's building, and the zx is a new bike he's going to build, God. just for stoppies. He's a fucking... Like, I, I, you, I'm taking your word, animal. He's yeah, a fucking yeah, animal when it comes to that shit. Because he was doing rolling stoppies next to our car on the highway. Super humble about it, too. Oh, dude, graceful as shit. Yeah. We were, I was literally driving the SUV down the fucking highway, and I could see him, like, he would go from a wheelie, and then roll it into a stoppy, keeping up with the passenger door, and then drop it back on and keep going. (laughs) He's doing stoppies right next to dudes doing wheelies, which is great. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good way to, because I'm visually trying to, like, explain this situation. I'm driving down the highway, and where everybody else is doing wheelies, he's, like, rolling a stoppy without even, all the way stopping, dropping it back down, going right back into full motion moving. 
Yeah, like, he smashes. It's awesome. He makes it look so easy is what the problem is. And that's when I was watching that drifting video, or him drifting the Grom. I was like, dude, I think I could try that. I'm not saying I could do it. Oh, you could do I it. I could try it. You could do it a little time. I just Slow, like, a little slower. Going fast, that's the hard part with the yeah. Grom. I just feel like... I don't know. I want to get one cool trick down in my life, and I feel like that's the closest I can see Dude, something. Like, we could yeah, get you do doing that. wheelies, bro. We could get you doing wheelies. I don't have insurance, so there's a yeah. small scare factor on yeah, that. Yeah, especially after listening to you. Because you're going to crash. You're going to crash. It's all part of the game. I can take this some minor is... bumps, but you break bones. You can't need insurance. This dude just tagged me in a post yesterday, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, when you try to be Cole Holly or some shit, and he like ate shit, like fucking tumbled down the fucking highway at 40, and is all fucked up. His knee was all rashed up. His elbow was all rashed up. I remember like, you man. this summer had some gnarly damage. Yeah, I, yeah I, I ate shit real good over the summer. It's part of the game. It happens. Did we tell you that we... Oh, I did tell you. I would think it was your old bike. We were filming somebody wearing like oh, fucking yeah. Nikes like you and khakis. Yeah. That I need to show you because I don't think it was your exact no, bike. It's, I know it was, it was Corey. Oh, okay. Corey Lawrence. All yeah, I know yeah. is we were following him and I was like, get that. It's cool. It's cool. Mate, I think it's... Wait, that's not cool. And then somebody's like, yeah, his plastics are all black. I'm like, yeah. Fucking dude stealing his swag and doing pretty good. Yeah. Corey's a cool dude. He's, so if, he's yeah. actually a homie. Yeah. Okay. Well, Corey, I respect you. So if I was following that's you, not the first you time. That's not the first time. Okay, Someone well, came good. up to me and they were like, oh, what's up, Corey? And I was like, oh, that's not me. That's when I had my last bike because they oh, looked very similar. That makes sense. I'm going to pull it up real quick. I'm, I'm sure that's It was literally was. like too perfect because I was positive. I was telling my media guys, like, that's cool. Yeah. Film Corey, he's done 357. This dude right here. I mean, he was yep. that day, but yeah. That looks about... That is definitely yeah. it. Yeah, because that is very close to the naked eye. If you're an enthusiast, you'd look at this graphic set up. I mean, it's damn near close. I think yeah. he's got the white seat and everything. Yeah. Well, that's Purple badass. wheel. Yeah. Moving down the highway while stunting. It looks very similar. 100%. So that's Corey. That's what's up. Corey, yeah. That other guy we were talking about... Um, I already forgot his name, but the gentleman on the all-white sport bike with the white helmet and the all-white outfit. Fucking killer. Oh, he's good. Ridiculous. He's the one that was doing a wheelie so long. He got his wheel in the back of the SUV, like, into the glass where our photographers were, like, touching it. It's oh, fucking nuts. Oh, shit. That's crazy. That'd be a good shot. Yeah. Yeah, so overall, SBK wasn't too bad. It was a good weekend. It was a, a lot of fucking killers, man. Weekend. Yeah. I'm surprised more people from Houston didn't come out, or is it because they don't really maybe... Acknowledge the supermotos. Yeah, it was like a lot of supermotos. There wasn't a ton of sport bikes there. You would think, to me, it's all the same. You'd want to be present. Yeah, you would think. But I guess, isn't um, Yuli from Squids doing a ride out this weekend? Yeah, the weather is supposed to be shit. Hmm. There's also um, an invite-only lot session this weekend, I've heard. Not Curtis's thing? No, like Curtis's thing. I believe that's this weekend as well. No, that's the following, unless you change the dates. Oh, is it? Yeah, because Cur- we're supposed to be in Houston. I think it's the 3031st. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I think. No, you're 100% right. Yeah, my date's off. Yeah, they all start so the squid rides this weekend, and then invite only is next weekend. Okay. And then the Houston rides the weekend after that. Oh, That's that would make more sense. Okay, 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 so that would probably make sense why the Houston guys didn't come up, because they just three weekends of riding. Yeah, it's full swing now. Fuck. I, I don't know, man. Just one more time, dude. Shout out to State Bro Crew. Um, yep. We've all watched each other grow for so long, so as it sits as of today, I really, I want to say I'm proud of y'all, man. Y'all put a good thing on. Yeah. And I appreciate them I think inviting it, the motor store yeah. out. I, oh, yeah. Uh, Hospitality from a business standpoint was 100%. I had no intentions until you uh, hit me up and asked me to come out and do that, so that was awesome. Yeah, we normally do a more basic setup, and I'm glad that they opened the doors and really welcomed us to come out with the full thing and, and do a, a legit, like, 10 by 20 area, bring out the DJ and everything, and... Also, really shout out to Maxim because 
I wasn't trying to step on his shoes. They sell parts as well, and but oh, we yeah. kind of sell two different niches, two different niches, which is so crazy. I'm happy, and I met the I met I don't know if he's the manager or owner, and he was cool about it. So it's crazy because we we did to completely compliment what you're saying, and fucking props to Maxim. We did an event at a Pet Boys for a Transformers movie release. It was a it was a put on by the studio. So Transformers were hyping up the release. They got a radio station out there, a bunch of vendors. They kicked out a vendor that was selling air fresheners because they thought it would impact at Pet Boys sales. So like you're talking about for four hours, you're not gonna, this dude drove here in a rented truck to set up his business, but for four hours he can't sell it because that's going to potentially take away from your one air freshener sale. Mm-hmm. So yeah, shout out to Maxim because in the corporate world, in the vendor world, like that is a very, um, a very sensitive thing, man. There are yeah. companies like that. They do I not know. want you selling like and, I, and Maxim is out there. They're spending money to make it happen. Yeah. And they want people to come in and buy shit. So like any products that I sell and they sold, I, I didn't bring. I, I made a priority to not bring. That makes sense. But still, I, I, I respect them as a lot as a company. And they do feel very like genuine and trying to get people out there. Yeah. I was just concerned with the cop trouble. Will that translate in them getting kind of heat down their back and then that's what that I was thinking I was like different vibe. I know I was just thinking I was like next year when they call Alan and say hey we want you to come escort this ride they're gonna be like fuck no like do they have to call Alan you think Alan police department for reference I'm not sure so to my knowledge the last uh, little ground ride we did they they called him and asked him to come out and escort us on the highway hypothetically could you call another city because you're paying so like I, I know it has to be I would assume when I worked in the, the hotel in this, when I worked in the hotels they would hire a South Lake cop just because that's who they worked with commonly. But from my understanding, if South Lake was busy, they could go out to Grapevine because, like, the oh. hotel needs a police officer, or maybe they don't need. I shouldn't say need, but on Friday, Saturday, because they have a restaurant with a bar and they tend to have uh, like insurance clients or insurance yeah. companies doing like big um, ceremonies, they literally will pay a cop to be there to kind of watch the conference area and make sure no one's coming in taking information or anything like that. But I feel like since that's not necessarily his normal jurisdiction of duty, could you go to another city and pay them the same pay, but then they would be a part of that responsibility? That's interesting. I'm not sure. It, it sounds kind of far out there, but it's like, you know, if you had a Dallas cop, you yeah. know, would it be a different vibe? 100%. Or like hypothetically, because so, I don't know, I don't the know. Rules, was... but what if you paid an off-duty cop that came in uniform? Yeah. So I'm not like, sure. Then does he have the power to shut the street down and everything like that? I'm not sure. I'm really not sure how that works. Yeah, yeah it was weird because when we did that ground ride a couple of weeks ago, um, we left out of there with zero issues. The cop, yeah. I talked to all the cops and uh, same cop, Allen guys or same yeah, city? It was Allen, yeah. yeah. And um, I talked to all of them. They were super nice to me. We were stunting in the parking lot beforehand with no issues. Um, they were just a lot of very respectful. They didn't give me no shit about my bike. They saw I know. Uh, never mind. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna say no that. decals on the front. Yeah, no decals. I didn't have my graphics on yet. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a different vibe. Yeah, it was just weird that there was everything was cool, and then but SBK they turned up a notch, and they were not as happy. So it was just not expected. I don't think they ever had nothing like that before. But I get it. Shit's got to be legal, and got to do things right. Got to play by the rules sometimes. If you don't, you uh, you get three concussions. Yeah. yeah. Can you get tackled off your own bike? Yeah. <laughs> I really got to see this video from down in, uh, or not down in because it's north, but the Nashville video. Yeah, I'll show it to you when you get off here. It's it's crazy. But I'm really hoping uh, that guy was covered up or something because I think at that point they're going to take a priority of finding him. It's crazy because like, the charges now he's looking at are like assault on an officer. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, uh, I don't think he grabbed that officer. I'm pretty sure the officer grabbed him. But you ain't going to win that one. Yeah, that's true. 
when you I just you're in the loss right away when you're on a four wheeler on the road. That's so wild, man. The four wheeler culture on the road blows my mind in the first place because those things are just so hard to handle. A lot of people hate it. A lot of people hate it. And um, the bike culture, yeah. Like why? Because uh, they're just so big, bulky, and shit. And like, they're just known in the past. They they're always just like, and I hate to be like putting the stereotype out there because there's a lot of quad quad riders out there that fucking shred and they don't cause no issues. But for some reason, there's stereotype of quads. Uh, a lot of people that that haven't quite made it to dirt bikes yet or are just not as good riders, they get a quad, and then they're just not paying attention. Like, that accident happened at SBK. I'm not really sure the details of it, but it looks like the quad might it may have cut off the motorcycle. And it looks like they they were kind of both in the wrong. Like the, the guy Is that the gentleman that literally had one leg? Yeah, the, yeah. The quad rider. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I just had whether he didn't look, and the bike guy didn't look, and they collided. That was a, yeah, that, that, was one that of gives the quads a really bad look. So we're doing another ride, and I saw one of the guys posting the group. He's like, "Absolutely no fucking quads are alive." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "I'm cool with the quads. Like, I have no issues with quads. Come out and ride with us, but just don't get in the way. And if you can't wheelie, don't wheelie. But the same with bikes. Like, if you can't wheelie a bike, don't wheelie." In the the best line they always say in the beginning of those the little intros, the speeches. Yeah. If you don't know how to wheelie, today is not the day to learn. 100%. I always hear that line, and I'm like, poetic, say it one more time. <laughs> and people, people just get hyped up watching yeah. somebody else do wheelies, yeah, and they sure. all turn it up a notch. And, like, we all do. Like, I turn yeah. I turn it up a notch watching my friends do wheelies, but I'm not learning new tricks on 75. Like That's a highway, yeah. Yeah. Whew. But That's... anyways, overall, it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. We had fun. A lot of fun. I'm ready for the next weekend. Damn. When's the next ride you're going to be going to? Uh, squid, guess... squid ride this weekend. At the You'll be out there? Yeah, okay. at least one of the days. Um, the invite only last session. I'll be out there next weekend. Um, and then we got the Houston ride, April 6th. That's another. That's going to be a huge ride. I know uh, people are coming all over for that one. That'll be a good one. In Houston. We'll be down at uh, we'll be at an off-road expo, so we're not going to make that ESR ride, but... We'll definitely be doing the next one. Kill us off road. There you go. Doing an expo. There you okay. go. Where's that at? Uh, shoot, Texmore Speedway. So we're gonna have our full okay. activation out there. We'll have our DJ. We'll have the big booth space. We'll have some show cars. Cool. I want to clean up the mini bike and bring it out, but then at the same time, I'm trying to kind of sell it and maybe get a Grom situation. So I'm not sure what we're gonna do. But the people like the mini bike, man. It's a cool little visual aid, and kids enjoy looking at it. And they yeah. think, oh, I want one of those. Dads look at it, and they remind them of their childhood, and they used to have one. Oh, it makes me think of my grandma's like house. We used to put around the conversation piece as well. It's funny because people come up and they'll take pictures of it. And it's interesting because it's really not anything special from a bike perspective, but it's just it's something iconic that they want to capture. Yeah, and, that, cool. and it's not a, like custom color or anything wild. It's just, you know, put a light bar on it and an aftermarket seat and it looks a little cool. That's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need. You do need to ground, though. Yeah. I think a ground would just be perfect. I see I, the last event I did with you guys... Uh, I saw one guy had to grab him out there, and they were like, and they ride around the pits, and like it just worked oh, out. But yeah. then they pull up at their booth and show it off, and it just looked like it worked out good. It does look good, man. You could get a wrap, get this wrap for it. And... We may know people. We may know some people for that. And now that thanks to uh, Alan, or not Alan, thanks to Maxim, I won an exhaust. That yeah, I, did, that's why you really need one. Did you hear some people were trying to say that was rigged? I swear on my life, yes. I specifically heard it from some of the... Um, they said the giveaway was rigged? Yeah, because I that won was, that. If that shit was rigged... You, so you you won a fucking exhaust yeah. for a bike. I know. It have. literally, honestly, bro, That's it's just to the what point I, I was like, kind of irritated hearing that. I was like, dude, y'all can just have it back. If y'all are really trying to put that out there, it's right. a fucking exhaust kit. Like, if you won the fucking You saw the look on my face that was like random as shit. Trust me, there was no premeditated situation yeah. where like I clapped hands with Max and was like, yo, 
Y'all throw me this exhaust. Yeah. Just, just like, when I need an exhaust for a ground I don't own. I don't know. I just, it's like that type of shit ruins the fun. Like, yo, that's why I honestly was like, I should just give it away. I should just give it away and like, then there's no room for any type of. No, I think you need to buy a Grom. Yeah, I do want to buy a Grom, but that exhausting kind of put a sour taste in my mouth once I I heard through that. We need to find you about a $2,000. So anybody got a clap or Grom out there? Dude, that's not too clap though. We don't don't want the bullshit. That's a good point. Honestly, I wish I'd have been in a better place when Tori sold his black one. It was kind of clapped out, but it had some aftermarket stuff, and I feel like me and him would have been able to make a good deal on it. Mine. Mine was so fucking clean, dude. How long did you sell yours? Um, Right when I moved down here. Oh, so you sold it up north? No, I sold it right when I moved down here to buy a dirt bike. Probably about three months after I lived down here. How much did you sell it for? Uh, I think I ended up getting 25 for it. Oh, it had 800 miles on it, and it was clean. Yeah, what color? Red. I'll take anything, ultimately, because we're going to put plastics on it. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. I need one. I need one to fit in my life. Well, if I could just get back the money that Square ripped me off, I'd pretty much have one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should just charge it to somebody else's Square account. We'll call there it you Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say no names. Yeah, right? There's some sort of roofing company. <laughs> <laughs> Tax right off. Man. Oh, man. Yeah, that's some shit. Yeah. So. Guys, you've got the Square Reader once again. Throw it away. Throw it away. Uh, for anyone that has a Square Reader, go outside to a flat piece of... Uh, Something with a sturdy surface and stomp that little piece of plastic to hell. <laughs> Delete the app. Hashtag boycott square. Hashtag. Make sure you unlink your bank account as well. Yeah, no shit. Log out of your account. You might have unlink your bank shit. account. You had money. Not no mo. Square got it. <laughs> square got your cash. Man. But that's what it is. Yeah. What you do? Anything else? Anything no. else? Else? I mean, we got rides coming up. We yeah, rides coming up. It's just cool, man. It, as a vendor, as a company, it's really exciting to have these events kick off because, like, it's really hard. I know for my business and myself, it's super hard to make it through the winter time because you just don't have the cash flow coming in. You don't have the revenue. You, it's hard to make things exciting. There's no events. It's hard. Like, I have to yeah, plan a photo fun. shoot from scratch. Like, events, they offer content creation. They offer revenue. They offer a new customer connection. They offer a lot of opportunity for you to either get new business or potentially throw out new business, get new ideas. But when you don't have events going on, you're like just sitting at the drawing board. How do you create revenue? Yeah, or how do you, even if you 100%. do create a new product, how do you push that? You know, raise awareness yeah. of that product, good, good photos of that product. So having these events again, especially it's just, in your game, I've been doing a little bit different since that was my first event, but events are cool. I also, I give Evan props because I never realized how much work an event takes, especially the first one. You, uh, there's not there's a million ideas running through your head of what how to make your booth better or how to do everything on a budget and uh, not to forget anything and just to make it look look okay and to get the help at the booth and just like a whole bunch of little shit I didn't think about till last minute I was like oh shit I need a cash box like oh no I gotta get my iPad oh, back change yeah and then I was like oh I'll bring my iPad so then when if I leave um, Meg can use the iPad and ring up orders and I was like I get there and I'm like oh fuck this is gonna we're gonna have Wi-Fi. So then I just have to leave my phone there the entire day. And I was like, I can hotspot off my phone, but then it's still the same issue. Mm-hmm. So it's like little things you don't think about until you actually go do the event. But for the most part, I'm happy everything on my side went fairly smooth for the first one. The dry erase board that Tommy did, was that your idea? 
Uh, yeah, I, so I actually had another idea as well, but... Um, For reference, uh, Tommy Tommy Pickles, phenomenal artist, hand-drawing, just literature, sketching, and he made a really nice, aesthetically pleasing, uh, like, pricing board for your yeah. book. It looked good. I can't... I have terrible handwriting, so I was going to have Meg write it. Like, I was going to have Meg write it, and then he comes over and he's like, I'll do it, and I'm like, oh, perfect. Like, I mean, honestly, I didn't even look at the board mm-hmm. until I put took it down. So I was just like, I was really hoping it would oh, just okay. look good. That's another thing about being a vendor. You're like, I'm just going to put this in your board. Like, Everything happens yeah. so fast. I was just like, I, hopefully this works out good. But yeah, you, have to, you, have to just, you. you have to trust people. You really, yeah. It really taught me to like, yo, you have to trust them and like trust that they're going to say the right things in conversation and collect the money and give the right change. And like you really put a lot of trust in people's hands. One more thing. you got to get a pen currency thing to test your bills. That's going to come oh, yeah, up. That's We've had thing. people use I, fake yeah, bills. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I go to the, the office supply store. And yeah. We've had these issues. And then the worst part, little background story. bill in there. Hopefully it ain't fake. Oh, well, the worst thing is, is he paid you, not he, but yeah, then we had a food real vendor. money back. Exactly. They give you the big bill, so they yeah. get $85 real money so back. So not only did they get $20 in product, they got $20 in product, $80 a good currency, and they gave you some paper, what do they call it, motion picture money. Yeah. Better check that shit. Yeah, and I know a lot of people do that at boosts like that because yeah. it's easier to get away with. They're fast transactions. Mm-hmm. There's a million people handing in the cash, normally not the business owner. The dude's taking the money and talking to three people at the same time. Yeah. And the people that have that type of currency, they specifically look for those types of situations. Look yeah. for someone that's flustered. Look yeah. for someone that's moving quick. Yeah. Look for someone that's... I'm not trying to give tips out there, you grimy bitches. Yeah, for real. But as a business owner, it sucks, man. I didn't think about you're that. You're working that's the hardest, thing. and you're that's when you're the stretch the most thin, and that's when people with bad intentions come in and wipe your square meter for 1500 bucks. So it's not, you don't even need the pen anymore. You need yeah. a, a computer a IT guy. Yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah, a lot goes into doing an event for sure, but it's good. Meet a lot of people, make a lot of good connections, sell a little bit of things, and uh, I'll be back there next year. I'm thinking about doing a couple more. Hey, if you want to travel with us at all, man, calendar's open. Hell yeah. You should. Uh, a lot of our stuff's not bike-focused. It's not bike-focused. Still I, good. Uh, Still think about doing the motorcycle show next year. Ugh. I know. Uh, that shit's expensive, bro. So I, yeah, I'm not going to do it. If I have to fund it all on my own, I'm not going to do it because you told me how much it costs and it doesn't financially make sense. But if I can get a few of my suppliers to pitch in, which is the real goal, and I think it'd be beneficial for both of us if that can get some help on that, I'm going to do it. Hey, if we can split just because space, I, I'm, I'd be down Yeah, and I would even be in on something like that. I just, when I went there as just a consumer... I met so many people, and I'm like, ooh, I can meet more people, but then I can, it'd be easy to tell them about my One business. One thing, and this is something as a small business you need to be aware of, and I, I've learned this time, and I forget it, and I still relearn it. So you can't only think about that vendor cost. There's going to be a parking, fee for every, a parking fee for every vehicle because now you have a convention parking lot. So every employee you have on top of your own it's vehicle, $20, $30, it's a three-day event. Well, thankfully, so, I have no employees. So. Yeah. Well, if, with this one, you may staff, or yeah. you want Megan yeah. out there, or you need you know, your, your hypothetical best friend, roommate, brother. So it's like, now, how many vehicles are they coming in? Lunch, they, you know, are you buying food yeah. there? Breakfast, are you bringing breakfast there? How many people? Yeah, that's um, up The booth space, they charge for electrical. They charge certain times if you need the Wi-Fi. Like, they charge you for everything. So, you know, from a small business perspective, shout out to anyone listening, think about it. It's not just your vendor space. They will tag you for everything. Yeah. Additional credentials. I mean, they may sell you a booth space that comes with... Yeah, they may sell you a booth space that comes with one pass or two passes, and you need five or six. So... Mm. It's fucked. They're, make, they're making the money. Oh yeah, they find a way to make it, and then you think you're caught up, and then they're that's still why charging big for companies like Yamaha. They don't even show up because they yeah. realize it's better to spend their money on online social media or online advertisement or making their product better. They realize 
they're getting the advertisement whether they show up to that motorcycle event or not. Yeah, I, I did enjoy myself at the Motorcycle Expo. I think it's in January. Um, January or February. It's in the beginning of the year. Awesome event. A fuck ton of people, but you pay to be there. Yeah. You definitely pay to be there. Yeah, I, I did the numbers, and like I got to sell a lot of stuff just to make the money back. I would say our cost was probably about 1800 to 2000 That's right, yeah. To do the event. I talked to somebody else there, and they told me they were right around 3 and they had some small-ass booth. Yeah, I don't doubt it. I was like, Phew. They will get you for everything. I had to sell like uh, 30 to 40 sets of wheels probably just to be there. <laughs> Especially because you give everybody gives you give a discount. Everybody gives a discount. Oh, yeah, because like you do show special. pricing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, show pricing. So show when special. You, then like your margins turn into half. And uh, and then people look at you like, you're game. balling. You're at this event. You must be doing well. Like, no, motherfucker. I've been eating ramen noodle and Easy Mac the last 16 fucking days. Oh, my God. Just so Only I people be know, here. bro. I try not yeah. to like brag about being poor, but. I eat a lot of ramen. I eat a lot of ramen. No, it's, it's the weird displacement. It's because your paycheck is in bike parts, and um, I get the same shit. I mean, people come over, it's like, you got all these vinyl stickers. But like, that's because that's all I own. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't have a savings. I don't have a 401k. Yeah. I don't have insurance. <laughs> I don't have any type of, like, backup plan. My backup no. plan is those 15 rolls of sticker material. So, yeah, you can look at it and see $100 per roll and maybe see $1,500. But then also, look, that's my, uh, that's my Christmas making, bonus. That's how yeah. I'm making money, though. Yeah. It's it's a beating. Yeah, owning a business is tough. Um, you wake up in the in the negatives for no reason. Technical errors cost like you the world today. Yeah, that's honestly that is, and I'm not even going to go back into that situation with Square, but like that is probably the hardest part about being a business owner is like, you can have a great day, I had a good night. I honestly I went to bed in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's just so many times I wake up to a bad notification or a bad it email. Gets, it gets easier and easier though. I yeah, think. I, do you think? My well, maybe we're in a weird place of scaling to where we're scaling larger, and so that bigger issues. They're so stressful, and it, dude, it's I such like, a boulder. It's like I'm in. I built this beautiful pasture, and I turn around. By the time I turn right back around, it's like it's on fire, or it's like fucking this building from the side land plot that I don't even own, just like a <laughs> skyscraper just <laughs> fell across. Or if I'm building Lights a sandcastle, it's like, oh my god, I built this beautiful sandcastle, and then the fucking ocean just comes in and levels it, and you're like, what, everything I just did is gone. I, yeah, uh, it's always something. People think owning a business is just, it's just great, but like you, we've talked about before in the past, it, you just fight fires, you fight fires. And I, I guess that's like, this thing, I, I wake like up I, in the morning, it's like, there's just huge just mess of shit and I'm like, like how is this even fuck? a thing yeah. we were trying to fix our online shipping rates mm-hmm. so we were trying to give customers better shipping well somehow it was like doing free shipping for some people and then charging like $100 for shipping on other people and so we were losing a tremendous amount of orders in the matter of trying to make this better and more streamlined cheaper for the customer so it's yeah. like we literally are losing money to try and make it better I, I had the same issue I um it's crazy. Shipping to Hawaii and Puerto Rico and yeah. not the same price as shipping as USA. But my website classifies that as USA. So yeah, they it's spend the United States territory. Yeah, so they spend $100 and they get free shipping. But it costs me to ship a set of wheels to Hawaii. Like, I'm $100 plus, $200, $300. Like, it gets very expensive. So they got free shipping. With then, a lot more liability. Because yes. there's a lot more room for this order to go wrong well, or not get delivered. Of it, speaking of that, yeah, I, I shipped a fucking... Oh, oh, my God. This pissed me off as well. For all you guys that think business is easy, here's some bullshit. I've shipped the same part twice. It came back, and the tracking says it. The tracking didn't even know it came back. The tracking says it's stuck in New York. International? Yeah, international. Going to Sweden. I've never had issues ever shipping to Sweden. 
This is the second time I sent it, and the tracking still shows it's stuck in uh, New York, uh, Jamaica, New York, and it's trying to like go international, and it's stuck, and the kid has not got it, and it's just floating out. The package now it hasn't returned to me, and it's just floating out there. Yeah, we've had the same and, thing happen. And the customer is mad, and all I can do is refund, and I'm out. I refund him. Not only your time, but your money, your So shipping. I've paid two shipping charges, and then I'm gonna, hopefully I get the product back, but who knows. So, And you've potentially lost a customer. Yes, because it did not go well. Yeah. Yes. We've had the same thing where stuff, we were shipping, and so a lot shorter distance, shipping it to Canada, but it got held up at customs, and so it's not only did we hook him up, we hooked up the shipping, we hooked him up with extra product because there was the customer service issues trying to get it through customs, and then fucking, I don't remember what happened at customs, but they held on to it for a few weeks and then just sent it back out of nowhere. Like, no, same, no reasoning, no, Canada. sometimes they'll, sometimes they'll put like three letters on the package for our small business owners to like, okay, what does PSD mean? Or what does TTD yeah. mean? You know, it's some sort of initials that we can look up and see what code. Yeah. No letters, no, no reason it got declined or anything. And then, so for the shipping, it says it like pretty much yeah like you said just disappeared into thin air it's like mm-hmm. updated 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 then no update for six weeks yeah, it gets stuck yeah, yeah like, so I just shipped a package to Canada as well and uh, they sent it right back no explanation that's what they say they shipped it back with no explanation do you ship your items as gifts um it depends it we need depends. to talk to you later or I'll talk to you off air about that that is a huge factor sending it as a gift I've learned this from a customer Sending um, as a gift is crucial. The value really is crucial as well, depending where it's going. Custom tax, or some countries charge taxes. So we were sending a care package to a gentleman to in England, and taxes. because we put it as merchandise and not as gifted merchandise, he had to pay up, picked up. He had to pay taxes based off of what they value it at, just to pick up something we sent him for free so, and paid for the shipping on. Yes, I I shipped a package to a guy, and he told me if the value is over seventy five dollars, they will not let me get this package. They said they will ship it back, no ifs, ands, or buts. And I what do, co- what country was that, dude? This was um, this is some one place. I honestly, it was like oh, just some random. Yeah, okay. it was like nowhere I've shipped to before, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I believe it, I believe it. So um, yeah, you marked the value under seventy five, and it worked out. But that's uh yeah, shipping over international gets real tough. I just as well, uh, one of my suppliers shipped a product to Canada, and he forgot to sign one out of the four custom sheets. And they sent it right back. They weren't playing no games. Sent it right back. Forgot one little signature, and they sent it back. Oh, so then he pays two shipping charges, and for a big ass. There goes your margins. Yeah, yeah, you just paid fifty bucks to ship a bar to Canada or wheels to Canada, and margins are gone there sometimes I think they do this for extra revenue they're like hey Carl our sales went down last month we sent a few of these packages mm-hmm. back they're gonna have to ship it again mm-hmm. it's fucked and you can't do nothing about it yeah. you can't do nothing about it small business struggles yeah. that needs to be our next podcast small business, business struggles. struggles yes we're gonna yeah, scare yeah. everybody from starting a business hey, yeah. honestly then, people need to hear the truth because people think it's easy they think it's really easy I get people that ask me all day like what do you do all day where you drop ship products and what do you do all day? I'm like, oh my gosh, only if you knew. Only if you knew. Yeah, people think it's easy. Like, oh yeah, peeling stickers? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, for sure. Fuck you, guy. Yeah. Dude, if my, if my uh, job was just peeling stickers, I would probably drink a lot less fucking beer at night. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if my, if my job was just fulfilling orders, oh my gosh, so it'd be My so alcohol easy. intake would drop like 72%. Yeah. <laughs> 
I literally, I went to get, right before I lost insurance, and I'm not even ashamed of this, honestly, I, I further think the medical society is just fucking stupid. I went and got a physical, and she asked, like, how much I drink. Mm-hmm. I'm not an alcoholic. Dude, I get up every fucking day and get my job done. Right. I'm not, like, drinking during the day. And, I don't know, she asked me, like, how much I drink, and she was, like, trying to check me, and I was like, honestly, I own a business. Like, I'm not stressed out. I'm not depressed. Like, I just, I'm fucking, in, like, stressed out at night, so I'm going to have, yeah, five to six fucking beers yeah, or like, whatever. I'm going to drink gonna, some beer. She's like, oh, my God, like. We have a recovery center? Down. I swear to God, dude. She tried to give me the address on my life. I love you, Mom. Don't be worried. She tried to give me the address to a recovery center. And it was like a check-in recovery. It wasn't like, oh, here, go here on Fridays, and they'll help you stay away from the community. It's like, you, no, you need to, like, go rehab. maybe stay a few nights here. Like, bitch, you got me fucked. You want me to listen? Like, I've lost. Can I go? Like, I'm just going right, to leave. Like, right. you obviously are not on the same page. Like, Put the Bible back in your pocket. I'm going to be okay. Like, I literally, I came here because I, I literally just trying to make sure this toenail is not infected. Yeah, make sure you're healthy. Yeah. Like, make sure you <laughs> have shit. cancer. Fuck. Dude, like. for real. I was like, I didn't come in here to talk to you about my fucking drinking habits. I came here to, like, do a health checkup. And unless my body's oh, saying, like, it's gosh. shutting down, I don't know why you're bringing up this irrelevant yeah, information. I don't need to go to rehab, bitch. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, for she literally was like trying to write the address down. I'm like, it'll be okay. I I'll go I'll go pay my little can, whatever fee at the front desk. You <laughs> dude, know, you can call me out. if any tumors pop right up. Now. Yeah, no shit. Catch me at happy hour oh, right after I leave this dumbass yeah. place. <laughs> fucking dumb. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> oh shit. Fuck. It's all stupid. Yeah, but owning a small business, man, it takes. It ages you. I understand why Gary Vee looked so good 10 years ago and now looks like he's 90. I feel like sometimes I'm like, is my hairline going away? Like, oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stress in small business. I couldn't imagine. I, I would never go back, but I couldn't imagine going to work and after 5 o'clock my worries were done because... Like a switch. Yeah, it's just you turn it off. And I know not... I know even I talk to people that work a job, a 9 to 5, and... With today's society, they're still pressured to send emails at 9 o'clock, even though they're, it's their job. So I know a lot of jobs are turning into, like, it feels like you own a business. But when shit goes wrong, you can pass it on to your boss. That sense of responsibility detachment is um, way different. Very, Yeah, it's very easy to pass it off on somebody else, and that eliminates a lot of stress. At least it did when I worked at a job. I knew I could, like, when I worked construction with my dad, I knew it was, like, if something, if I fuck something up, it's not my fault, then my dad will fix it. Like, he's, yeah. he's the boss. The customer's bitching at him, not me. There's a lot, a lot less stress when you're not personally dealing with customers um, that are mad and angry at your service. But my stress I wouldn't is, trade it. I wouldn't trade it. I would never trade it. That's the ending statement. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't give it up for the world. But um, sometimes I wish there was a pause button where I could just like. Can, Dude, I think can the world for, quit burning for just for like life, twenty bro. seconds? Nah, just we're in. There ain't no pause. Oh my but god. I, yeah, we're in. My pause button is when I'm riding my bike, when I'm doing wheelies and shit, I forget about all the business shit. That's the only time, the only time that are like, not thinking about customer recovery and fucking yeah. returns. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's hard, man. It is definitely a It takes over your life. Hard. It just takes over your life. You'll be at dinner, like, with your girlfriend, and all you can think about is, like, mm-hmm. what's the next marketing move? Like, and your girlfriend's, yeah. like, trying to talk to you, and, like, you're like, mm. But babe, I just make out an idea that's gonna buy us a lot more dinners. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. And she's trying to talk to you about like your relationship or something, and all you can think about is business. Did Jessica tell you about her? <laughs> <laughs> what has she been telling you? <laughs> no, it's a thing. It's real. Um, trying to talk to you about the dog, and you're like trying to go to bed. Uh, you get this email knocked out about business. Place. Yeah, that's fucked, man. It takes over your life. But it definitely does take over your life, and it makes a lot of things hard to kind of keep separate. Yeah. So it is your life. But that's what I need. I couldn't imagine, uh, I don't know, as great as it sounds, I couldn't imagine coming home and turning it all off and, like, I don't know, what, what would I do? Like, 
play video games, I guess, go home and just chill. I guess that's why you see people invest all their time into Fortnite or... Because I can't, I really don't chill, just chill very often unless I'm just, like, exhausted. Yeah, we don't have cable at the house or anything. I mean, we barely have any type of, any, like, we barely use Netflix or anything. And the worst thing is, like, my, then even if I'm, like, scrolling, which is, like, my downtime, it's still work. Yeah, I'm screenshotting. Now I'm, like, changing to the Moto Store account and, like, answering DMs. It's always work. For me, it takes away from the enjoyment. I, I don't like Instagram. I use it. But I don't like I use it. it a lot. Yeah, it's no, it's work. Because like when I pull up Instagram, it's I'll work. find out about some like drama in the scene, or I'm like, and I'm networking. I'm yeah. I'm always networking on Instagram, trying to make connections, leave love, whatever it is. But you said lead love, leave, leave, oh, leave okay. love, like comments. comments. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah. you. That makes sense. You got to show customers love. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, damn, dude, small business struggles podcast coming soon. Yeah, hell yeah. Be a new segment on the show. Anything else, Mr. Holly, you want to touch on? I think that's it. Nice, heartwarming, venting. I feel like I owe you like $45 for like a... Uh, like your counselor like, Yeah, today, a counselor bro. fee. What's my copay? <laughs> yeah. My copay is the list. You said you have, you have no insurance, yeah. so it's going to be expensive. No shit. You have a dependent plan. <laughs> yeah, we got some dental yeah. work done. They Yo, were like trying to talk... Hey, I take was... square, bro. I take square. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, so does uh, Co. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, when you don't have insurance, it's wild. I went to get my teeth cleaned. They were, the payment, they were trying to talk to me like a $3,500. I was like, bitch, look, do I look like I have $3,500 to spend on my teeth? My yo, car yo, needs two grand. Yo, and it's so not getting shit I got done. insurance, but for some reason at 25, they stopped the teeth cleaning. So if you got the plug on the teeth cleaning, bro, bro let me know. I, I got a company. I'm at, I'll tell you about that later. You but yeah, cash or something? There's no insurance. Can we go to the wild. girl's house or something? You got to go to Tijuana teeth? and you're going to have to. I might go there for a ride. We're yeah. good, dude. I'm mixing love. He doesn't like put any needle injected medicine. He gives you a bottle of whiskey. Okay. Take a few pulls. <laughs> Some tequila, it's yeah. okay. Yeah, it would be tequila south of the border. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. solid weekend at SBK, though. It was definitely a good weekend. Shout out to all the homies that traveled from all over the, not the world, but all over the USA to, to come the world, out. The yeah. world of Texas and the United think, States. I don't think any international people showed up, but Wisconsin showed up. Um, St. Louis, you were saying. St. Louis showed yeah. up. Houston. Dank Wheelies from Florida, right? Florida, yeah. A few boys from Florida showed up. I know my homies from Colorado came out there. Uh, West Virginia, I believe there was a couple of people, people from all over. Well, cool, man. Shout out to Maxim. Shout out yeah. to Menace is his name. Jason Menace. I love you. That dude is cool as fuck. I need to have a beer with you very soon. <laughs> Stay broke crew. Yep. Appreciate y'all. Awesome. Yep. All the Always small businesses work. that were a part of this event, because if it wasn't for y'all, we wouldn't be doing it. So thank you so much. Thank you, XSM, for the venue and the location where we are able to record this beautiful audio experience. And please follow us on Spotify, iTunes, and if you have Anchor app, you get quicker updates, man. So thank you so much to everybody. We love you. We got more good content coming to you on a regular basis. Peace. Later. This, this is the Careless After Hours Podcast. One was careless.